Welcome to the FinPro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to FinProBusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. What is up, Fit Pros? I want to welcome you to another episode of the Fit Pro Business Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a brand new series where I'll be interviewing in the trenches fitness business owners. We'll be learning about their start in the fitness industry, their successes and their struggles with their business, as well as what keeps them motivated. So if you're wanting to learn how to move your business forward faster and learn from business owners that are currently doing it, then stay tuned in. And in this episode, you guys actually get the luxury of hearing my story and my start in the fitness industry. So if you've been listening to me for any bit of amount of time, um, you know that I've been in the industry for quite some time now. Actually, I've been in the industry for 15 years. I started 15 years ago. I was working at an insurance company. Let me backtrack just a little even further than that. Prior to that, I was a um, student athlete. I played baseball in college in California at the Master's University, where I got my degree in physical education. Thought I was going to be a teacher and coach, started on my credential, was burned out from school, got married right out of college, and my wife and I had our first daughter um, right away. And I needed to start making money. And I didn't, couldn't afford to continue going to school. And plus, I was just burned out of school. And some of you guys may know how that feels. So I went to go work for an insurance company, answering phones, on the phone all day, answering phones, answering insurance questions. It was horrible. Sitting at a desk for eight to 10 hours a day, being monitored, making sure that I hit my call quotas. And, and that, in that time, I was like, man, what can I do that I am passionate about, that I love? And in high school, my brother, who I have always looked up to, he's 10 years older than I, I am, he um, was also coaching me at, at the high school level in baseball. And at the same time, he was working as a part-time personal trainer. And, I, and he would take me to the gym where he was working at. And I was like, man, this is cool. I, how he's just helping people get fit and how uh, excited they are to see him. I just, and I went back to that. I'm like, man, that's, you know, I'm passionate about fitness. I've always been an athlete my whole life. I want to go, I want to be a personal trainer. But so I went and got certified, started working for a company in my town part-time. You know, I'd go before work in the morning, before work at the insurance company in the morning at 5 a.m. and work until 8 a.m., shower, go to work for eight hours, then come work back to the um, gym and work another couple of hours and then head home. And as I was doing that, I was like, how can I make this a full-time living and still provide for my family? Some of you guys may be in that situation where you're trying to figure that out as well. And I I couldn't quite wrap my head around training people full-time and making a living doing it at that time. So while I was working at Cigna, that's the insurance company that I worked for for about four or five years after college, after we had our first child, I went to go work for a um, county as a county probation officer for youth. And it was absolutely, it was worse than the insurance company. I was dealing with troubled youth. Um, I had to be, it was out of character for me. I had to be hard um, nosed person, really um, not aggressive, but um, stand my ground against uh, these teenage it was a boot camp style and it just didn't fit my uh, personality. You know, the pay was okay. The benefits were great. Um, in that time we had our second daughter and um, still trying to provide for a family. We owned a home at the time already and I was still working part-time 
for the gym. And as things kept progressing with this, I, me not wanting to go to work because it was horrible and I hated it and really enjoying the personal training, finally, like, you know what, I talked to my wife. I said, I want to go try to do this full time. So I went and worked full time at the studio that I was working at, at the time. Just, I was aggressive. I was hungry. I needed to feed my family. I needed to pay my mortgage. I needed to pay my bills. So I went in there into the business and asked for his roster, client roster of old clients, hopped on the phone, started making phone calls, booking up my schedule, getting people back in the door, building up a full-time business. In that time, I was, did that for two years working full-time and also I had an opportunity to train somebody in home outside of the studio through uh, my mother-in-law. She referred her to me and she wanted to work out at home. So I started doing that and I was like, it was in a town that's outside of ours. that's up in the hills. And so I had to drive and I was like, well, if I'm going to drive over here, I might as well do a little bit of marketing and try to um, pick up more clients if I'm going to be over here. So I put in a little ad in the newspaper and before I know it, I started getting phone calls uh, for leads and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I can actually market myself, make my own money, and have people that want to do business with me, not the studio that I'm working at. I'm like, this is really cool. And at that same time, I would kind of felt like I had out, not outgrown the studio, but that I was um, growing my business inside the studio and giving a lot of my profits away to the owner. And the owner at that time had a commission structure, and he wouldn't always pay our commissions. And I just got frustrated with uh, wanting the money that I know I had already made him that I wasn't getting paid back to me. So that got frustrating. And I started marketing myself, growing my business outside of the studio and had a talk with my wife. I'm like, you know what? I think that I want to do my own business. I'm getting clients on my own. My wife was like, you know, we have mortgage to pay. We have bills to pay. We have young kids. We need insurance. I'm like, I know. So she's like, okay, show me the numbers. Show me how you can make this possible for our family. So I sat down, plugged away, showed her exactly how many clients I needed to, you know, make enough money to pay for our overhead, to pay for a little studio and to pay for our mortgage and all of our other expenses. So what I did is I is zero based thinking like a worst case scenario, this doesn't work out. I can always go back to work somewhere else. We were still young and I, and I was educated. I knew I can go back and work for, them, for somebody else. I don't know if this is resonating with any of you guys or where you guys at or in your circumstances. Just wanted to give you guys the full story of how I got started in business and how you guys can get started in business as well. So after two years working full time in 2006, I started my, my business Empower Fitness Training in Visalia, California. We started in a small 400 square foot office and um, it was tiny. I trained like one or two people at, at a time, but my overhead was really low. And if I had it, this is all due to my wife, because if I had it my way, I was going to take out a loan. I was going to open up this big building and just start driving it full of people. And I've seen so many businesses close over the last 13 years that where the trainers came in, maybe they weren't, didn't have the experience that they needed business experience on how to sell and market the business, came in, opened a huge facility with all this overhead and within a year, they're closed. Within three years, they're closed because they didn't understand how to run a business, didn't understand how to pay their overhead, and just thought that they'd open up doors and that people would show up. So the small studio was all due to my wife. So I opened up a 400-square-foot office, trained one or two people, built that up over eight months where I was just packed at the seams, and then I branched into another building 
that was just down the street or a little ways, and that's where the building I'm in currently, and that's a 2,000 square foot building. Still pretty small by most, by small gym standards, but it allows me to keep my overhead low, allows me to bring more money home, which is what really matters, and has uh, allowed me to live a very comfortable life where my wife stayed home for the majority of our children's lives. I have an 18-year-old now and a 15-year-old, and they're both very active when they were younger. My wife was allowed, able to, the business allowed my wife to stay home with our children and be the one that would run them to everywhere they need to be while I was able to grow the business. So to present day, we're in that still in that 2,000 square foot building. And um, that's not to say that I haven't made some mistakes along the way. It could be because I have, and I will dive into those a little bit. But one of the first things is that when I was you know, starting to think about growing my business, one of the first books that I read was a book by Brian Tracy. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's a really great author and motivational sales guy. And uh, the book was Maximum Achievement. And the big picture out of that book that I got was that if somebody else is doing something that you want to do and they're having success, if you follow the footsteps that they, the things that they have done, then you're going to have success as well. And that's one of the things that I, I learned from the business that I was working at, his, saw his model, saw how it worked. He did all semi-private 30-minute training sessions, saw how he was able to build a business and how he was growing and modeled that off of what I learned from him, things I liked about his business, things I didn't like about his business, and then brought that over to my business. And so he was being successful. I followed the steps that I learned there and then brought that over to my business and I've been successful as well. So that, those are some of the things that you guys can do as well within your business. Find somebody that's doing what you want to do, model the step, take the steps that they've take, taken to get to where they are and what they're doing, and you will have success as well if you follow the steps that they outline for you. And a lot of times, too, with um, people that are running businesses, they're more than willing to reach out a helping hand to somebody else that's wanting to start their own business or wanting to do what they're doing and offer advice, offer mentorship, offer co- coaching. That's why I'm here for you guys as well. So, okay. In 2000, that 2000 square foot building is where I'm in now. But in 2010, I thought I, my business was going well. I thought, you know what? I want to open up a, a second location in the town where I live because I live in one town and my business is another town. So I'm like, ah, I know a lot of people there to start a little business. And I opened up another 2000 square foot facility in my, in my town. It was about 2010. And I just thought I'll just hire a couple of trainers. I do the marketing. I have the systems in, I have the system in place that I know is, is can grow. But the problem was I didn't have the staff in place at the time. So in 2010, I'm scrambling to try to find trainers, trying to get coverage for my other studio as I've got it fully um, running already, and it was another small 2,000 square foot building. So, trying to scrounge up trainers, try, trying to make sure trainers show up on time while I'm still running my business in the other town. And needless to say, that business did not fly. After 12 months, I was like shutting her down. Um, and that was a big mistake because I didn't lose my business over it, but I expanded too soon, and I, my business and my systems in, weren't in place to make that happen. And so, after 12 months, I shut that business down. So that was one thing I learned. Like you have to have systems in place before you try to expand or before you try to take on other challenges in your business. Make sure that your number one, your number one business 
is running on all cylinders, that you have all of your systems in place and that nothing is going to go down when you make those new steps. So that was a major mistake that I made. And that was in 2010. But now looking back, I learned a lot from that. If I were to open up a second facility, I'm sure that I would have a lot more success, but I'm perfectly happy in my 2000 square foot building, driving traffic in there. My current challenge is I've had success in growing my business to a certain point, but the next point that I want to get my business to, which is a 300,000, 400,000 range a year in my little 2,000 square foot building, is going to require a lot of changes for my business. It's going to require more staff for me to bring in, going to require more um, services that we have to offer. And so that's my current challenge that I'm in with my smaller facility. And one of the things in business is you're going to constantly have to make adjustments and changes if you want to take your businesses to the next level. And that's what I'm learning right now as I've kind of feel like I've plateaued with what I'm doing. I need to start adding additional services, adding additional ways to make revenue if I want to get to this $300,000 mark, $400,000 mark for my little facility. So <clears throat> I hope that this motivates you guys. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on my story, my business. My business is a 2,000 square foot building. I run semi-private training. We train anywhere between three to six clients every half hour. And we're open from Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. till about 7 p.m. I train. I have a full-time trainer, and my wife helps me with the business. So that's where it is now. I'm looking to bring in additional staff currently as we speak. But one of the things is I think it's important for you not to compare your business or where you're at to somebody else's. So I've been guilty of this myself. I've talked about it before, looking at other guys in my town that are running businesses that I think they're doing really well. Um, come to find out they're not doing as well as I think that they are. And I've been trying to compare myself to them, thinking I'm not doing what I'm, where it be, not, I'm not where I should be. But that's just not true. Take each step of your business as it comes. Make adjustments as you come. If I, right now I'm perfectly happy with the way my business is. I'm perfectly happy with the amount of training hours that I do. I'm happy with the time I have to build my business, to network, to um, do other things. I'm home at a reasonable time. I coach I volunteer and coach at my local high school here, the freshman level, which I absolutely love. And so my, the point is don't compare yourself where you're at now to where somebody else is in their business. Be satisfied with where you're at, but keep projecting for what you want. For me, in the next two years, I want to be where, you know, if I train, it's because I want to. It's because of it's a choice, but I have staff in place that can cover and then the business runs itself with me doing other things out networking, growing the business, growing my brand, adding, you know, the coaching services to what I'm currently doing, helping other fitness business owners grow their businesses and learn from what I've done. So that's currently where I stand with my business, what I project for my next level. The biggest challenge I've had in my business, which I don't know, uh, you may have this challenge as well, is finding staff to come in and run my system properly the way that I want it ran and just have people that are trainers that are consistent and that um, want to actually have a career in personal training in, fit in the fitness industry. So that's my current challenge. In the next two years, that's my goal, that $300,000, $400,000 out of my little small facility, running on all, all cylinders and allowing me to do other things in my community as well as helping other fitness business owners and coaches grow their business. So hope that you guys got some value from this. If, oh, here's the other thing too. So 
if you are a fitness business owner and you want to be featured on my Fit Pro interview show where I interview in the trenches fitness business owners, come to this link, fitprobusiness.com forward slash breakthrough. Select the interview question. Again, we're just going to dive into your business. We're going to inspire other fitness business owners who are looking to grow their businesses or looking to break into this industry that has been so wonderful for me and my family. I want to give back to you. Other fitness business owners want to give back to you and have you learn from our mistakes, have you learn from our successes, as well as just inspire you that you guys can do this. You guys can go out and grow your businesses, can learn how to sell and market yourself, can learn systems that are going to help you be successful in your business. Hope that this message resonates with you guys. If I can do it, you guys can do it. I'm here for you. Reach out to me to answer any questions for you guys to help you implement any systems, sales, marketing, mentorship. I'm here for you guys. Reach out to me, fitprobusiness.com forward slash breakthrough. Hope you guys got value from this. If you have, leave me a review on iTunes or give me some love on YouTube. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session.